right, I got it. You ready? Yo, Krubies, welcome back to another episode. On this episode, Erica and I are going to rank the Scream endings, I think, right? Yes, yes. Before we jump into that, all the patrons just got like 40 minutes of bonus content. I don't know if it was really that long. I didn't look. Oh my God. I was about to say, was it really? I don't really think so, but we're telling people that way to call me out. Thank you. It was probably the normal 10 to 15 minutes of bonus (laughs) content. I told us, uh, I don't even remember what I talked about. What did we talk about? Florida, farms. We talked about our cats, our old jobs. Oh, yeah, how we got through school, you know, all that fun stuff that everyone wants to hear about. So go join Patreon right now. Get the extra, but you get before the episode bonus content. You get after the episode bonus content. You get exclusive episodes only for Patreon members. You get access to merch first before anybody else. And you get every episode early. I forgot to say that. But, yeah, you get every episode early. So you'll know what's going on in HMC Studios before anybody else. I mean, why wouldn't you want to do that? Exactly. And here are crazy stories. That's true. We got a lot of them. Life is all about stories. So on Mm -hmm. this episode, we're going to be ranking the Scream endings. We've done the Scream movies. We've done the Scream openings. So it only makes sense that we do the endings. Have we done the the ghost face yet? No. Did we we do that? No, we didn't. Mm -mm. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe that's another one we could do. Another one. After our Harry Potter episodes, of course. Oh. Oh, we've, I'm sure we can find so much Harry Potter content. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, like for the for the ending, there was a few things that I took into um, consideration. So, I don't know how you uh, decided which ones were your favorite. I'm sure we'll talk about each one of them, obviously. But like for me, the things I looked at were mm-hmm. the reveal, mm-hmm. who the killers were, or killer was. Yep. And how it impacted the storyline overall through yes. the episode, right? Through the episode, through the movie, right? So that is kind of the criteria I use to judge. Same. I did I pretty much use the same thing. And like the showmanship Ooh. of it in a way. Like it doesn't I'll explain that as we go. <laughs> the showmanship, I like that. Yeah. You know, oh, interesting. Very dramatic. We got to keep it dramatic around here. That's true, but I mean the screen, <laughs> the ending yeah. of a Scream movie is a big deal, right? You like it is. I, for instance, for me with Scream Five, and I talk about this all the time, is that I was so hell bent on trying to outsmart the movie and figure out what was going to happen at the end before they revealed what happened at the end that it really ruined the movie for me. So that shows how impactful. And well-written, honestly, all these movies are because it keeps you guessing, for the most part, all the way to the end. And it's very much like a Scooby-Doo episode. You're waiting for the big reveal because it's not like a Jason movie. It's not like a Halloween movie. It's not like a Freddy movie. It's not like a Texas Chainsaw movie. You know who all those people are. It doesn't change from uh, movie to movie. With Scream, it's it's a a whodunit. It's, It's a mystery. And that's what's unique about this slasher, right? Is that you do have the the elements of a slasher, which is a masked villain, the killing, but the the element of the who done it is what makes them fun, mm-hmm. and what makes them fun to try to figure out. Even though I don't do it, I just wait it out at this point because I never get it right. <laughs> Although with six, I kind of had an, a feeling I was right about one of them. Yeah, and I was. 
Uh, but otherwise, like, I've, I've never gotten it. And we've discussed it many times. I'm sure we will again now. But the shock value from the beginning of this, like, the reveal of who it was in the first one is so unique. And I think just changed horror. It was revolutionary at the time. Different, exciting, fresh. And uh, I think it kept it for the whole, it's kept it for the whole series. Because now it's become, like you said, who is it? And how is it going to get there? Like, what is this end scene going to be? Because all six movies are, they're kind of the same in formula, but they're different in the reasoning, the actor, and how, the, again, the showmanship, how it's all played out on camera that you're like, whoa, what is going on? Like, <laughs> this this person really <laughs> took it up right. or this one, and eh, maybe not as impactful, but even that has to do with it. So this will be this will be fun to talk about. Just like the openings right. were impactful. So one, I have two questions for you. The first one is: Did the believability of the killer during the ending reveal did that factor in at all to your decision on where these fall in line? No, like Mine either. believing. What do you mean? Like, like uh, for instance, there's certain like. Uh, well, how far-fetched it is, but, like, how, like, for instance, in Scream 5, everybody complained that, oh, Amber couldn't have been the one that killed Dewey because that ghost face was uh, taller than Dewey. Uh, um, there's certain scenes in the first Scream, like, if Billy is out in the hallway and Stu is with Tatum, how was that ghost face in the bathroom when Sydney went in there? That kind of stuff. Did any of that weigh into your... No, because I still... They're still movies. So I know yeah. you always have to take away some belief, yes. no matter how real uh, realistic this, because technically these are all humans. There's nothing supernatural going on. This could, in theory, happen mm -hmm. at any time in real in real life. Um, but I just think you, you need to also just remember it's a movie. It's fun. And I don't nick nitpick at those things because then it kind of takes the the fun away like in scream five that is pretty unbelievable that doesn't make sense to me because that girl she and i are probably the same build right. and i would never be able to do that like that doesn't but hey you never know if you're pissed that's you true you get that you mom do. strength sometimes dude there's been moms that yeah. have flipped cars over exactly so you can technically use that as an excuse so eh, it doesn't bother me does it what about for you uh, not at all. I was thinking okay. about it, and then I was like, you know, I don't think this matters because I will justify any of them because I just love these movies. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, there you go. <laughs> the second thing I wanted to ask you was, like with the screen movies and the openings, did you have any that flip flopped? This one, I had, I didn't flip flop any, but I had to like go back and really review the endings of two movies just to be like, oh, okay. That's what I remember. And then I just made the final decision. This was actually easier than the opening and the ranking of the movie. Oh, really? See, this one has been, yeah. I literally just changed mine as you were talking. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I moved like, the pen away, so I'm not changing anything. I hand wrote this. I have my notes like on screen just to not forget, okay. but I have my actual list written. Nothing like writing it down, right? On paper. I write on... I have to. I, there's like six pens in front of me. I have to write it down. The to, yeah. the, the top three for me haven't changed. They're, those are solidified. But like the yeah. bottom three, 
I just changed them all around, dude. They're <laughs> they're like all over the place here. But you know what? That's we could record okay. this same episode tomorrow, and some of this stuff would probably change. So I'm, yeah, you know you what? Do it a year from now, and it'll be different. And then once you add another movie, it's going to change. That's true. So that's true. So I'm going to leave ever changing list. I'm I done. have a feeling the top one. I ass- well, I assume it might be the same one. So far, we've. We've scored the same on all our rankings of anything we've done. Uh, the first one? Number one. We always choose the same number one. Mm. Let's see if we're... I don't know how many rankings we've done so far. I think five. If Maybe we're five for five on number one today. I'll have to <laughs> go back and look. I'll have to go back and look yeah. and, and check. But I, I believe... If you say it, I believe you. Yeah. I'll go with that. But so far, we've always agreed on number one. And I'm curious if we will today as well. I have a good feeling we might, but I don't know. You might throw me for a loop. For some reason, for the movie ranking, when I thought for certain you were going to put Scream 3 as your favorite, just based on your reaction (laughs) after you watched it, I was like, there's no freaking way. But you were like, I really enjoyed it. And I was like, all right, well, hey, you know what? Everybody's uh, opinion is just that. It's theirs. It's theirs. Yep. But no, I, I came in for the save and chose the right one. There's no right or wrong. And I, know, I will preface but... this list like we do with every screen ranking that yep. I love every one of these movies. I don't think there is a bad movie in this franchise. I think it's the only horror franchise that doesn't have a bad movie. And just because I have something ranked last, I'm doing air quotes for all you people that are driving and listening and not watching on YouTube. I'm doing air quotes last. Uh, that doesn't mean that I, that I dislike it. It's just there's only six movies. That means there's six spots. So one of them has to be at the end. Agree. Glad you made the, you prefaced because I was about mm-hmm. to, I would do it as well. So do you want to do it too? And then we'll see who's was better. We'll let the, no, the crewbies judge. <laughs> I think I did it last time. So you, you got it. Okay, perfect. You want to go first or do you want to go second? I'll go first. Okay, you go time. for it. You got it. All right. My number six for Scream Endings is Scream 3. Okay. <laughs> it was exactly like what I when I was describing everything. It was the least anticlimactic. And honestly, out of all of them, this was the quote-unquote least believable. Like, mm. it just felt the most far-fetched. And it was still... Like, it is what it is. That whole movie was... Yeah. On its own, you know, as we know, it's the if, out of all of them, it's the less rated one. Right. Um, But it was it was surprising that I was only one. So that was unique where we were already used to part one and two having two killers. And this one only had one. But I don't know, like I thought he was irritating. So I'm just, just like, eh, you're the, the whiny half brother. You're jealous. <laughs> Eh, let's move on yeah. from this. Like, I'm so glad Sydney got him. It was just like, let's good for you. It felt good to to get that. You were happy. You were like, good, take that Roman. Yes. I mean, obviously, all these endings, I was happy when all of them were killed. But yeah. this one, I was like, oh, you're so whiny. Shut up. Mm. <laughs> like, so it And was just- he tried to take credit for everything Billy had done. Yeah, how rude. Like, he's the OG, dude. Like, back <laughs> off. No. Come on now. 
It really is crazy how this Scream 3 is like the bastard child of the Scream franchise because, I mean, yeah. it looks different. Even with the new ones, the 5 and 6, I even feel like they fit more with the 1, one, two, one 2, and 4 than um, 3 does. It Absolutely. almost feels like its own entity. Yeah, I agree. It And it, it, it has like a cheesy Hollywood feel to it versus the mm-hmm. other ones that just, they just look like a well-produced horror movie. This one is just completely different. So for me, Scream 3 is the last one. I finally put it in last place. Finally. <laughs> yes, I think my list will shock you somewhere along the line. So we'll see. All right, we'll see. Well, that's I we we kept doing ranking videos just so you could put Scream 3 last finally. So now we can finally. move on to a different franchise. There we go. Phew. <laughs> Done. Uh, Mission accomplished. This might be a shocker to some people. Uh but my number 6 is Scream 2. Okay. I it was weird. I didn't I like, I love Timothy Oliphant. You would mm-hmm. think I would like Mickey more than I do. Um, the Mrs. Loomis thing was, I get it. It was cool. But at the same time, it's like, how did Sydney not see here? I'm already going to the believability of it all. It's just like out of all yeah. the killers, those two are the, probably the two, my least favorite two. Um, the reveal is cool, I guess. I, I like the reveal how it ends up being at the um, theater and mm-hmm. they're really making you question whether it's Derek or not. The original script, it was supposed to be Derek, but that got leaked, so they had to switch everything around. That's when they made it Mickey and then they brought in Mrs. Loomis. So it's a little quirky the way that all happened anyway, which made it feel a little uh, clunky, I think. Yeah. But I can't look at Mrs. Loomis. I forget the actress's name, but and not see her as Jackie from Roseanne. That's true too. That's tough. It is. She yeah. does a good job of coming off crazy and stuff, but it's just, even Sydney in the movie. She's like, "Oh, you had some work done." So she like had, I guess, like facial surgery, and she had like liposuction, had weight, dropped a bunch of weight or something. But still, yeah. at the same time. What I don't like about it is that it diminishes Gail's character because aren't there certain times where she talks to Gail? Uh, I yeah, she does. She and does. You're telling me Gail didn't know that was Mrs. Loomis? That's true because since she's hardcore investigative reporter, she should have recognized her at some point. Yeah, I almost wish that it would have been Mickey and Derek and they would have kept it that way. Um, yeah. The Mrs. Loomis, I like it. I like the fact, I get it. Like, I, I like the storyline of it. It's just the reveal is, is a little wonky for me. It's my least favorite. Um, even though I do love the movie, don't get me wrong, I rate it very high. It's just, you know, every movie has to have a place on this list, and unfortunately, Scream 2 <laughs> is my number six. I don't know. Mickey's cool. I like Mickey. I'm not a huge fan of the Miss Loomis character. Maybe it's a casting thing because I do like the storyline of her coming back to avenge Billy, right? And yeah. then you get that whole scene with Randy where he talks shit, and then that all makes sense. That That's why that killing is so gruesome. Mm-hmm. Um, when, in fact, the killer was calling Gail, they weren't even calling Randy. So Randy theoretically shouldn't have died. So had he not ran his mouth the way he did, maybe he wouldn't have died. Um, yeah. So sad. 
Yeah, so my number six is Scream 2. Well, my number five is Scream 2. <gasps> so it is also low on my list, but and pretty much for the same reason. I do, I agree. I like the showmanship of it being on a stage. It's very dramatic. You think it's Derek, and then it's not. Even though Mickey the whole time, but it could have been the way Timothy was styled. Like he had a very bad boy look to him and he just had this aura of like, okay, you're, you're a suspect, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I wasn't super surprised The the Nancy, I do like it too, but I, I'm also like, eh, a mom revenge, but then we get it in other movies, but in this one, I don't know. It it also felt odd for me. It wasn't as amazing coming off from the first one. It felt yes. like it was trying to live up to that and it just didn't work. And knowing that they had to change the script, maybe that's also what's playing into it, honestly. So yeah, I really not as bad as the third one, but eh, eh, I'm with you there. Yeah. And again, I don't dislike it. Like I remember right. watching it and being like, oh, Okay, Mickey, that makes sense. But I feel like what they did with Mickey, I kind of have Mickey's haircut going on today. I don't know what's going on with my hair, but I got like a little Mickey look going on. I can almost be kinda. Mickey right now, dude. Let me you find could. see if I can find a picture of Mickey real quick, dude. See, people you just like, need to Man. tint it a little bit dark. I think he has like really dark hair. Is that it? He, I think so. I got I to gotta darken it up. It's too light. Yeah, he has like a really, I don't know if it's black, but or like dark, dark brown hair and i mean i really don't understand what mickey's role was in this he was just an accomplice helping nancy right he was uh he wanted to be famous he was just like he he was uh she found him online he was like an up-and-coming serial killer Mm, that she found online Mm. man i wish i could get a good picture here these pictures all suck dude here let's do this one Uh, isn't there just a way I'm working in Firefox because I'm getting sick of Chrome. Oh, here we go. Beautiful, dude. Look at this. Not that Let's he's see. beautiful, dude. He kind of is a beautiful guy, though. Look at him. What do you think, dude? There we go. Oh, no, never mind. It's not that dark. Look how crazy he looks. That's the face he of a killer crazy. there. He does. I mean, he was... I don't know. I, I don't know if it's because I already knew when I did the whole rewatch. I'm like, he looks like such a suspect. Yeah. The whole movie. Well, him and Randy do so good of playing off of each other that it's almost like, oh, he he's like another Randy. And so you just, I don't think yeah. expect him to be the guy, but then he is, yeah. right? He's the kill. He's the crazy lunatic killer. Mm-hmm. I, uh, and then in that, um, that cop uh, station scene, the police station scene where he like tries to talk uh, Sydney to thinking hysteric. That's when we should have been like, "Yep, it's you." Yeah, yeah. And then I don't know. He, him, and Billy have that same. They both had that same thing where you're like, "Hmm, it's it's a good looking guy, but something's off." Like you keep yeah. looking at us, looking at the audience, like a little weird. He does. He did have a weird Billy vibe to him. You're right. He did. Mm. It was like, hmm, okay, you're giving us the vibes. I see it, but. You know, I mean, not not as bad as Scream Three for me, but still not as amazing as the mm. next mm-hmm. few. 
Well, ironically enough, my number five is Scream 3, which you have already uh, yeah. brought up. So I actually like this ending. Again, it had to fall somewhere. I like yeah. the brother being brought in, and I think the reason I like it is because I think they did the story really well. Now, that movie, again, like I said, is like the bastard child of the yeah. Scream franchise just based on people's reaction to it. The fact that it happened right after Columbine and they had to really comedy it up that's why I think that movie's so goofy mm, is because of that they okay. took a lot of the killing out of it. It's not as violent. Ghostface is kind of goofy, more goofy than normal in that movie in comparison to one and two. So that that, that whole thing happened with that. And then the fact that Sydney's hardly in it. So you get more Dewey and Gale and Dewey yep. is a comedic actor. So it makes sense that all of that is, is different. I, even like, um, like visually it looks different. Yeah. Like it's lighter, it's brighter. A lot of the stuff takes place during the day, which I think impacted Scream 4 because when they did Scream 4, they put like this really grainy filter on it, I think, to make it look more like Scream 1 and 2 because it was so much later and cameras had came so much further and technology and that kind of thing. So, yep. long story short, I like the Roman character. And I think it makes sense that he does this, especially since he had went to uh, Maureen and, you know, said, hey, I... You, she obviously knew that she had a son, right? And yeah. he's trying to, to do that whole thing. She already moved on to Sydney and her dad and whatnot. So um, I like the storyline. I like the reveal. It makes sense. It also makes sense um, when you think about the script and the fact that, you know, he is the director making this stab movie. And then when you look at the killings, they're in order of the script. He had the script. Plus, you have the voice changer box, which I've talked about before. Mm -hmm. I really like that aspect of which you don't see in any of the other movies um, where they can change their voice. But, yeah, I don't really have anything bad to say about it, to be honest, Um, other than the fact they tried to say that he was like the mastermind behind Billy Loomis doing all this, which I didn't like that they tried to do that. Um, I I think showing him... The tape, right? He Wasn't showed he him the tape, him? and then he, like, basically yeah. took credit for, like, basically telling Billy what to do is what he was said to frame Cotton and all this other stuff. So, um, yeah, yeah I, I have a soft spot in my heart for Scream 3 just because of the when it came out and we had easy access to it. So me and one of my friends watched it a lot, and it was kind of goofier than the other ones. So I don't know. I don't hate it. I like a lot of it, but I can see why other people don't like it and why it's probably less impactful than, than the other ones I have on my list. So that's why I have it at number five. Makes sense. Makes sense. All right. Let's see. Number four is scream. Six. <laughs> yes. So this one, this is where it was a little hard uh, the only reason my top three and I'll explain why they are the top three. Um, but this one was tough because this one brought a game changer of three people. You know, that mm-hmm. was like, oh, I didn't expect that, which was yet again, refreshing. Like, oh, my God, now we're up to three people. And this is another family revenge. But for some reason, this one hit better than the Nancy Loomis right. revenge and maybe you're right maybe it is because I know that you're on Roseanne and who you were <laughs> on that show so it's kind of it's hard when you've been doing that for so long and then you see in a different role but she did play crazy pretty good but 
this one was great because it's three family members avenging their son. And it was just crazy. This whole this whole ending yeah. was insane. And the amount like believability in Scream 6 with the stabbing we've discussed is like out of control. So I can't even bring that up because <laughs> it is what it is. It's a movie. Um, but I do really like this is why I keep hoping that they'll do something different with Sam when she like steps into Billy's outfit. It's like, or, you know, the, the ghost face and she, you can tell that she liked it and oh, yeah. she kind of transformed. So that's why I keep hoping. I'm like, it'd be so cool if somehow if she'll come back as ghost face in another movie. Cause it's in her blood. And I don't know, they just keep hinting at it. Even Taro seemed to like it in at the end of this movie. Like these two girls went at it and it was fun to watch them like just be gnarly and kill these people and have no mercy on it, especially Sam. Right. Uh, so and it was cool that they did this in that museum, right? Where it's all the scream, you know, the the TV was there, all the masks were there, everything. All the things that you grew up watching are in this one room and in this epic showdown is happening. So Scream 6 is number four. I also like, to your point, I like when Sam, you like see that switch flip mm-hmm. and Sam and the, I forget the girl's name, the killer in Scream 6, the only one that's a girl. Uh, she's like, oh, there she is. Like you, you can see when it like switches in her head. Yeah. Which I think yeah. is really cool. And she really executed it well because she went from being like, oh, I'm scared. And then all of a sudden she's in this and you you see her like, oh, I, it's like <laughs> you feel so good in this. She likes it. Like, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. She does. Which so. is good because it differentiates her from uh, Sydney because Sydney didn't want to do that. Where I feel like there are certain instances where Sam, like, she's born into it, right? Like she likes it. Mm-hmm. And it's a different take on the heroine because, yeah, Sydney has always been, I'm not, I'm against all of this. Like, I just, we need to get rid of this guy. But Sam is almost transforming into it, but she's fighting it. Right. So it's like, it's cool to have that dynamic instead of just, oh, I'm saving the day and it's all gone. There's conflict in Sam, which is always fun to have and explore. Definitely makes her a more complex character for certain. Yeah. So, and your number four? My number four is going to be Scream 5. Okay. Does that surprise you? You look a little surprised. I don't know. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i guess uh, all bets are off up here the reason being um yeah i guess i am a little bit surprised i thought that would be higher for i was at the end of it like and i ruined this movie for myself it was 100 percent my fault oh, that's that this right happened. um but i love the richie character don't get me wrong i also love the amber character i like the fact that it is back at Stu mocker's house and it ends where the first one ended yeah um that being said, they the other ones are for originality. I have them above this one. I love this okay. ending. Don't get me wrong. I think it's excellent. The way they incorporate the legacy characters with the new characters is fantastic. It's just we ended up at the exact same place that Scream ended. 
So it's not original in that aspect. I do understand that it's later and it's got nostalgic purposes, nostalgic ties for all these characters to be back at this place where this trauma happened before. Um, it's the boyfriend again. So it's exactly like the first one, even though I do yep. like the review. I love it when he says, yeah, I know it sucks. It's me because I didn't want it to be him. Sam didn't want, we it, didn't to be want him. it to be him. We did not as the audience. Yep. He said what we were thinking, which is brilliant. And I also love when it's revealed that Sam does have this like inner demon in her to become violent and vicious. And you see that when she kills Richie, which is, you know, how the movie ends, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the fact that Tara didn't die and that she like comes out at the end and is, is still alive and not part of, of the scheme, which I kind of thought for a long time that she was mm-hmm. part of the whole thing. Cause it's just ironic that she forgot her inhaler and I, she immediately says, Oh, we need to go to Amber's to get my backup inhaler. So it's like, uh, oh, that's a good point. I okay. Even... Okay. Yeah. But I have it number five at slot four, because I just enjoyed the endings of the three that are ahead of this more for originality purposes and, um, kind of shock value. Cause after I thought more, the more I thought about it, I was like, okay, it makes sense that it's Richie. Amber, not so much, I guess, but it could make sense. It was basically just like Stu was riding along for the the, the thrill of it all. So, yeah. Um, yeah, again, great ending. Love Scream mm-hmm. 5. I forget why I ranked it exactly. I know it's high up there. But, um, yeah, number four for me is Scream 5. Awesome. All right, here's the top three. Top three. Mm-hmm. My number three is Scream 4. Which, in history, I haven't ranked this movie high at all. That's true. Very true. So, we did a flip-flop in this ranking where Scream 3 is is significantly lower than mm-hmm. how I've ranked it before. And Scream 4 is higher because I've always put it pretty much last, yes. I think, in everything. Have I worn um, you down on Scream 4? Is it because you've had to listen to me talk about this movie for no. two previous episodes <laughs> and you're like, oh my god, okay, fine. No, I mean, <laughs> we're going to be honest. <laughs> no, but all right. So this is at number three, because as much as Emma Roberts annoys me mm-hmm. in general, a lot of the time and in this movie, her ending in this movie is amazing. Agreed. Like her, the reveal in this and the insanity of it's your own family member. Because you're jealous of fame, again, common theme here is fame, again, as well at the end of these movies, I've noticed is a fame or a family situation. But this is Sydney's family. And just the way, like, when she self-beats herself up is so awful and great how she portrayed (laughs) all of that. Like, you're so dedicated that you're throwing yourself through a fucking glass uh, table and then throwing yourself around. You don't care about your boyfriend. You're just killing everybody. Like this girl is ruthless. You got to mm-hmm. watch out with this bitch. <laughs> like all in all, considering I don't like her, like I think she made a good villain, especially at the reveal, because I didn't see that coming at all. So she actually really surprised me. And uh, I like how bitchy she was. Like she was perfect to be ghost face and vengeful and, and Sydney's face was like, what? 
And yet again, it almost takes place in the same setting as part one, where it's near a kitchen, it's in the living room, like kind of in the same area. Mm-hmm. She's just cool. And it's great all the way until the hospital. Like this girl just not give up. Right. Until he- Sydney's like, we're going to stop it now. <laughs> you know, like that was different as well. Like that's true. Let's just kind of electrocute you to death. But um, I'm just I have if it's one thing I haven't forgotten from that movie is how amazing the the reveal is with her. She really left that mark where I'm like, all right, well, that's the one really good thing I like about this one. So, well, it says a lot because you were not a huge fan of that movie. Right. I mean, like we've said, I do like them all. It's just, you know, move them around. But yeah, this one. I knew this one was at number three because of her portrayal of her ghost face, mm-hmm. for example. So number three, Scream 4. Beautiful. My number three is Scream 6. So it just outed Scream 5. And I th- here's why. So this entire movie parallels Scream 2. and. Yeah. Everybody should have saw that coming with the way that Scream 5 paralleled Scream 1. And they still kept everybody guessing, in my opinion. I, of course, knew who it was before I went to see it because some asshole on YouTube ruined yeah. it. I was hopeful that that person was wrong. But as I continued to watch the movie, I was like, wow, this is 100% definitely what yeah. happens, uh, which sucks. But that's okay. Um, yeah. Honestly, I wonder if it made me enjoy the movie more. Cause like I said, I really like psyched myself out for Scream Five, so I probably would have done the mm. same thing for Six. So maybe it uh, relieves some of that stress that I would have had trying to figure it out. Because again, I put a lot of pressure on myself to try to outsmart the movie. Yeah, I'd have to worry <laughs> about that with this because I technically already knew. But yeah. that entire third act where they're at the uh, museum that Richie has built for the movies, for the stab mm-hmm. movies, for just the, 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 you know, the aura, the history of the, the scream franchise, um, the way it takes place, the, again, you get to see more of Sam in this like kind of attack mode because she kind of flips the script earlier in this film than she does in the first or in five, but I also like that they're avenging Richie and they know that Richie was like doing bad things. Whereas I feel like in the second one with Mrs. Loomis, she's like making excuses for what Billy did and was yeah. bl- basically blaming it on Sydney, which they Sydney. do. They do that to Tara, but at the same time they like are very openly admit they know that Richie was like screwed up and that he took his movies too seriously or whatever. But having it in that theater with all of that scream uh, memorabilia and all of those artifacts mm-hmm. there mixed with the fact there's three killers now first time we've ever had three killers. So totally unique. Um, and then when you see those two, that Chad scene is so memorable because that's the first time you see, Oof. okay, there's the two killers. They do the yeah. double knife, uh, wipe off. I love that. And then the fact shot. that it keeps you guessing through the entire movie up until the reveal, or probably would have if I didn't already know, but like for right up until the reveal when Bailey shoots Kirby, like you think it could be Kirby. Yeah, I thought it was her. I'm like, oh, she's back to <laughs> avenge because she's pissed that she got left for death. Who knows? Yes. You know, everything in Woodsboro goes down. <laughs> so. Yes. 
Exactly. You know, so I know it's not there, but you know what I mean. Nonetheless, like you're a hundred percent right. Like it's like, oh great, it is. They brought back Kirby, and then this was because people have been wanting Kirby to come back, right? So then it's like, okay, they yeah. did this for fan service, and then they're going to make her the killer, which I'm glad they did not. Um, I liked I liked that these were the killers. Um, mm-hmm. This family and that there were three of them. It was totally unique to the movie, and I think it added something to the movie. With this this movie also in this final act is extremely violent. And like I said, I think they've created a problem for themselves with it, though, because now we don't know what constitutes a kill versus not a kill. So, but nonetheless, I'm here for it. I loved it. The ending with Sam is also awesome, where she goes crazy. You see Tara go crazy. And I just think this movie is shot so well in that final act. So number three for me is Scream 6. Excellent. All right, top two. Here we go. Let's crack some fingers. Crack some fingers. Crack some cans. Stretch it out. Get ready. Here we go. All right. Here we go. Number two. Scream five. So I do like that it mirrors Scream one, that it's taking place in the house, in the kitchen, same environment. What I specifically like about them two is how crazy they sound with this fandom because I do think there is such a thing as toxic fandom like that, that they believe they really need to do this. I think they met online. So it's, I just loved it all how they described meeting online, I think on a subreddit. So it's just bringing all that up right? on how that can happen. Any of this can happen. People just obsessing over something as simple as a movie or something worse you know, and then getting together to make this plan happen. And just them interacting was so insane, honestly. And it's interesting to see them, Richie and Amber, throughout the whole movie acting normal. Right. I mean, I thought they were, they didn't really give me any vibes. Amber kind of did. She was kind of, but then she was trying to play the, I think the bitchy friend, right? Like kind of the, I'm protecting Tara friend thing. Yeah. But never really gave me too many vibes. And then when it was both of them, I was like, same thing, like you said, when when it was Richie, he's like, oh, man, come on. <laughs> I didn't want it to be you, but it is. And then when it's her, like she kind of reminded me of Emma, Emma Roberts, where she was annoying. Yeah. But it was perfect for that specific scene. And just like their energy was so crazy. Like there's no other word to say to to use. And it's. It was captivating to watch them be insane like Billy and Loomis because they were both at the end, like, captivated by their own plan. Right. And it's like, calm down. Like, this is not okay. (laughs) You guys don't realize how not okay. And they, they marry each other perfectly. Like, both one, the original, and Scream 5 in that kitchen, both killers in both movies are so hyped heightened insanity right. that it's like memorable. I really enjoyed it. I couldn't wait for them to die. They deserved it. I'm glad they burned her. Like that was cool that we hadn't seen something like that. Yes. Her getting burned. And uh I and you know they did the usual we gotta hit shoot them in the head, make sure they're dead. She gets up. Like it just worked really, really well. So scream five, number two. And to your point about toxic fandom, I think 
again, Scream does a great job of having all of these relevant messages in the movies. And yeah. that at the time, and still probably still today, like that toxic fandom, we saw it with the new Halloween franchise. Like when Halloween Kills came out, every I was one of them was complaining about it and just was upset about it. And we see it with how we're kind of you know like somebody that and I'm again I maybe I'm a toxic fan. I don't know, but like the elevated well, you're not horse murders. Well, so. no, no, but like it is it is a real thing, and it's like it, it is yeah. You can't like. And again, this is the way we're geared anymore for whatever reason is that you, if you like this type of movie, you automatically can't like that type of movie. And if somebody, if there was a movie that you like from the eighties and they redo it, you get mad because you're just so in love with that franchise and they're, they're doing stuff you don't like. Whereas even with the scream franchise, like people were upset when scream five came out because, Oh, this is, you know, there's no Wes Craven, et cetera. Like this isn't, this is so far removed from what Scream was, and it's like really, it's not. It's exactly the same thing with different people, with different directors. The legacy characters yep. came back. Like, it's okay. It is. <laughs> it is, and I I do agree. Like, there's, and you can say the toxic fandom for everything. Like you're saying, like just because I like horror movies, like I still like watching Disney movies, romance movies. Like, it doesn't mean that just because I like this doesn't mean I won't like something else. Right. Like, and you don't have to like it's okay to also go against a popular movie or like something that's not popular um so i think it comments really well on that whole thing and that's the underlying thing of scream is the awareness of itself commenting on what horror movies are and then the social the society of it is just fantastic throughout the whole thing well you know i love the whole legacy sequel requel like whatever I love all that shit. It's just, it's so good. It's super aware. What is it? It's meta. It's very meta. Yes. Yeah, so I can't believe we went this far, this long, almost an hour. That's the first time we've said meta. We're, we're getting good. We're getting pretty darn good at this. We're getting good. So yes, there it is. It's meta and it's done it. I think it's set the bar for what meta is. Oh, absolutely. And how it's done. Well done on screen. So my anyway. number two and this is the moment of truth, whether we're going to match on number one or not, is Scream 4. Oh, okay. <laughs> we match again. Yes. Uh, I think you described this ending perfectly. Emma Robinson, okay. she didn't annoy me at all in this movie, not yeah. not nearly to the extent as she did, me. It, did you, but like the ending of this is so, she is so brilliant at the end of this movie. Like the reveal yeah. it was shocking. Like in the theater, never thought it was her than it is and the motive is good because at that time it's that's really where like the there was no tiktok yet but i think it was like those short videos i forget what they were vines or whatever like i think that it was around that time where people mm-hmm. were trying to get famous and famous for the wrong reasons um and you mm-hmm. saw that in the movie she was jealous of sydney and sydney comes back yep. and it really sets her off uh she kills her mom she kills her boyfriend like she doesn't care then she runs into the wall, puts herself through the table, like is insane. That shot at the very end of that scene where it pans up and you see she's laying next to Sydney and is in the same positions herself in the same position that Sydney is in. Yeah. Brilliant. And she's the the closest ghost face to 
to getting away with it out of any of them because she almost got away with it. She's at the hospital. She's playing up the whole, hey, I'm the victim. And then she finds out Sydney's still alive. And, like, immediately you see that that flip in her. Similar to Sam, you see it, like, the switch goes off. And she immediately tries to go find Sydney so she can kill her. Yeah. And, honestly, she might have gotten away with it if she, she screwed herself over. By saying something to Dewey about knowing about uh, Gail's injury. The shoulder. She got stabbed in the shoulder or something. Yeah. And he's like, how did she know that? Because I think I don't think it was out like it wasn't public or something. She screwed herself over because he got there in time also to like intervene in the situation, I believe. Yes, because didn't Gail get stabbed in the shoulder? And so did... um... Emma Roberts. Because yes. didn't she say something about, oh, we have matching wounds or something? We have matching scars. Yeah. And then Dewey's and like, well, how would she know that she got stabbed in the shoulder? Exactly. So he, she gave herself away because then he has, he went, he goes to the hospital. Mm. Well, I think well, it was, wasn't there. he already there? Because she tries to get up and go been. to Sydney's room. That's true. I but think she still screwed herself over. So that's her like one moment. Of yeah. failure, that even when you're trying so hard, it's like, hmm, you still gave yourself away. She did, even though she was great. She, again, that scene is yeah. so great. How she did, you just see how crazy she is in that moment. And she gets hit in the face yeah. with a bedpan, which is, I mean, come on. Oof. Come on. It's got to be rough. Yeah. And Different ending. It, even worse. Different ending. They kill her with the paddles, which is cool. Yeah. So yeah, it's def- It's just different. I like it. Um, it's my number two. So Scream Four for me is number two. Which leaves number one. Again, again, again. <laughs> five for five. We match I at know. the top. I'm gonna have to I go back and look. Five five. I, yeah. I believe you. You know, I mean, I'm not gonna go back. And look. I'm just gonna assume that you're right. I hope so, but. <laughs> Number one, the original Scream. Can't beat it. You can't. I mean, Scream 1 has made our number one in our three lists so far, including this one, Mm -hmm. because of what it did for its own franchise, for horror, for slashers, for whodunits. I mean, two killers... You also, I was thinking about it before we started the episode. Like, we we talked about it. First slasher, I think, that runs. Like, he, I mean, no, I mean, Leatherface kind of runs, but this guy is, like, aggressive. Aggressive Ghostface is aggressive. It's different. Freddy runs. uh, Leatherface runs somewhat. But, yeah, I mean, for the time, yes, he definitely is. That was shocking that he actually runs after you, which makes it more scary. Uh, Yeah. And it's just, like, it's this athletic, like, I'm, chasing you like there's no like straying to the side or the chainsaw is kind of wearing me down no this guy is coming after you that big reveal of not just one but two it's it's sad that we can't relive that feeling but knowing that you had that moment where you're Mm. like oh my god what when they hit you with two back to back right because you have billy that you think is dead because he gets stabbed in the bedroom right and right? he falls down the steps covered in blood and he yep. you think, oh, great, Billy's not dead. And then again, very similar to Scream 5 with Richie where Richie's like, I know it sucks, it's me because you didn't want it to be Richie. You don't want it to be Billy, right? And right. 
Then you realize right. it's Billy, and you're like, oh, my God. And then they turn around, and Stu walks in, and she walks into him, and then you're like, there's two. Yeah. I mean, super shocking. Because, yes, same thing. I've discussed it. Billy Loomis or Skeet Ulrich at the time. Poor man's Johnny Depp, but still. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, look at this cute guy. Oh, he's the killer. Oh, no. Devastating. And we should have known the whole time that he was the killer. Let's be honest. It's it's thrown in our yeah. face the entire movie that he's the killer. The entire movie. And the more you watch it, the more you realize, oh my God, it's so obvious it's him, but not on first watch. And then and then again, like I just said with with Scream Five, the way they play out that scene in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. You're like, what is going on? Because you also have never had a slasher come and explain why they're doing this. Exactly. Because they never really talk. I mean, Freddie talks, but he's not having a conversation with you like this. Well, you know? none of them are, right? They're all like, yeah. very, they're very uh, animalistic in what they are. Michael's very animalistic. Jason, Freddy, Leatherface, like all of them are very yeah. much they're killing to kill. Whereas with this, you get an actual like a humanistic killer with an actual motive, which again plays into the Scream franchise, there's always a motive. And you if you figure yeah. out the motive, you can figure out the killer, right? Yeah. And in this and they they hand it to you. Yeah. And I do think it's awesome that you always kind of compare it to Scooby Doo because <laughs> you almost wonder, did you get inspired? Did Wes Craven get inspired by Scooby Doo? I'd be so down with that because we've said it. I that's one of my favorite cartoons for yeah. It's kind of a horror cartoon for a kid and they are getting chased by people in mass. And at the end, you you technically get a motive and they would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for those darn kids. And they would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for Sydney and such, you know, so 100 percent too bad. Too bad we can't ask Wes Craven anymore. But, you know. I do also like that there's like an an additional layer to it because I've always felt like Billy was going to pin the whole thing on. So I know their motive was mm. that it was going to be bent on the dad and, you know, because of the anniversary of his wife's death and he went crazy. But like, if yeah. you watch Billy in those final scenes and the more you watch it, you can see he's trying to kill Stu. Yeah. To pin it on him. I think so. I think he was going to pin it on maybe Stu and the dad or Stu somehow. He was, I really feel like he was going to pin the whole thing on Stu, which then if you go back and, think about the ending of scream three it would make mm. sense that roman was working with billy and really it was billy and roman not billy and stew because billy was likely going to pin the whole thing on Stu. I, th- I really think he was trying to kill stew in the manner in which he was cutting because he him. everything yeah. was so planned out so perfectly in that movie that i find it hard to believe he didn't realize he was stabbing him too aggressively in that scene true true and even that scene was like what are you guys doing? Like, that's not normal, but it was just so well acted. Mm -hmm. They really picked the right actors for it because even visually, I I don't know, like they just look like menacing killers. I I mean, I guess you can constitute them as serial killers because they killed more than two people. I think that's what the count is. Like, they really styled them i don't know how they did it that they just fit that role they brought it to life that they have stayed in horror movie or just actually pop culture because mm-hmm. this 
that's the thing with Scream that's so great is that it attracts not just horror, it, it attracts all fans. And right. I think a lot of people would probably know what this is. That would be an interesting conversation. I should bring that up like at work and see like, so have you watched this? Do you know anything about Scream and see what they know? And they might most likely know about it because it's pop culture now. I would think so. I think the the majority of people, like my mom, for instance, like if you brought up Scream, she'd be like, oh, that's where like the boyfriend is the killer, right? Like I think that would be the way people would remember it. Or, oh, yeah. there were two killers, right? Like I think that was... Yeah. Cause that was also a shocker, right? Like the whole movie was shocking, but like at the ending, even more so. Like the it, and that's the great thing about that movie is the beginning of it is fantastic. So it, mm-hmm. it starts out great and it ends great. Like it's the yeah. uh, the total package of a movie, honestly. And I know people probably get sick of hearing me talk about it because I love the Scream <laughs> franchise, especially the first one, because you know it really started my love of horror movies. But I feel like that movie is just all around perfect in the rewatchability of it. While yes, I understand that in 2023, the movie came out in 1996. So we're that close to another anniversary for scream, but it's like, yeah, yeah the clothing and the talk, the, you know, the way they talk and stuff is very mid nineties, but at the same time, like you can, I still go back and watch that movie all the time. Uh, just because I love it. And I think that the ending of it really, again, the beginning of it, is memorable and people talk mm-hmm. about that because of the Drew Barrymore thing and that you get a kill that quickly right out of the gate. And then the yep. fact of the way that it ends where it's shocking because there's two killers, their best friends, it ends up being her boyfriend and yep. she kills them both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, this may be more within horror fans. Cause you know, we like, we really look at movies, diff- you know, cause you're a horror fan. I, would argue that the garage scene mm. is also pretty popular because even I remember thinking, oh my God, that is a horrible death. <laughs> like I never forgot this girl getting stuck on that door. Yeah. Um, and I think that's been brought up a lot. So you can even say some of the kills are iconic in this movie, which is weird to say, but you know what I mean. And and just bringing up the whole meta thing, I don't I'm Maybe it existed in another movie at the time. I wouldn't know because I think this kind of like skyrocketed it and has made it a thing. And mm-hmm. now they've really taken it, right? ran with it, which is fine because it hasn't. I don't think it's gotten ridiculous at all, which is what we've said. They have been able to maintain a well-produced horror slasher movie. A franchise, they all right? Get released in theater. They do not go straight to streaming. Right. They don't. They've all done it. Now that you're saying the original came out in '96, we're almost in 2026. Yep. Scary enough. Would it be smart for them to release seven that year? It could be. I don't want them to wait that long. If I'm being honest, I'm hoping we get it in 20. Well, I, don't know this, I guess this whole writer's strike thing is going on way longer than they thought it was going to. And the fact mm. that nobody's really talking about it in regular media that I think has them worried because let's be honest, the average everyday American could give two shits less if the writers in Hollywood are on strike, right? Like, yeah, I didn't know they were still on strike. So yeah, so it's like, okay, uh, but I think this has gone on longer than they anticipated, so it's obviously mm. going to impact um, everything, <laughs> everything, especially Scream. But also, I don't know that it really is going to impact Scream Seven because 
Jen Ortega is doing other things um, with Beetlejuice, and she's going to jump right yeah. into Wednesday. Melissa Barrera is doing stuff, so yeah, I don't That'd think be it's going to do though. it, but we'll see. Because uh, that that oh sorry, my, the cats are fighting. Okay, great. <laughs> it sounded creepy from over. You have a cat fight. You put them on a screen. We'll pick bets. We're not live though. See, we'll, we'll, maybe one one day when we go live, we can uh, we'll have cat fights. Oh, I'm sure they will. They'll choose that right that moment to make all this noise. I'm surprised uh, they haven't done the banging on the door like last time where I'm like, Tom what's going foolery. on over there? A little trickery, a little tomfoolery. Yeah, but well, they, they behave for the most part. But it'd be interesting to see if they release it. I know waiting is hard, but I'm sure that would be like a huge marketing uh, advantage. Oh, like, for oh, sure. For sure. Is, that would be what, 20 years? Is it? Be 30. Is it 30? Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, right. Yeah. That, that means we're old, is what that means. Oh my God, we're so old. How about this? How about Scream 7 comes out in 2025 and then they immediately film Scream 8 and it comes out in 2026? <laughs> That's an option as well. I'm here for it. They can make 50 of these and I would never get yeah. sick of it. But that's the fifth time that we have, or is it the fifth time that we've agreed on a number one? Okay, hold on. So we've done Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what else? We did Scream. We did the Scream movies. We did Scream openings. Mm-hmm. We did something else. We ranked something else. Hang on, let me look. Let me look here. Help I have the out. ability. <laughs> Why can't I remember? I don't know. You're just it's because we're old. I told you that. No, Josh, I refuse to accept that we're old. You're only as old as age. you feel. Let's see. Uh, opening scenes ranked. So that's one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Let's see. See all. Cheesy Pete's opening screen. <laughs> um. Scream movies ranked. Okay, that's three. Evil Dead franchise ranked. Yeah. Chris Zombie was... movies, we did that. Ah. Oh, I don't think we agreed on that. I don't think we did. No, we didn't. Is that the only, is that it? I think that's it. I thought we, I could have sworn we did, did another franchise, but I guess it was just Evil Dead and Scream. That was it. I think it's because we keep talking about other franchises, so I get confused. That's all right. So four, four's not bad, right? No, I don't think so. We'll take it. I agree. I agree. Because technically you... the zombie one. That wasn't a ranking. It was just our top five. Exactly. So four out of four. We'll take all right, it. Four out of four. I'm in. I like stats. Those, those are good stats. Plus you love lists. I do. <laughs> oh, I love lists. They're uh, so fun. Do you want to give a rundown of where the scream endings ranked for you? All right. So number six, scream three, number five, scream two, number four, scream six. This is really hard to do. So number three, <laughs> scream four, number two, scream five, and number one, the OG scream one scream one just scream just yeah. scream just call it scream. Scream. technically scream five is called scream so i don't know they made I it know. very difficult on us but yeah for me number six is scream two number five is scream three number four is scream five 
Uh, number three is Scream 6. Number two is Scream 4. And number one, as you said, is the OG Scream from 1996, the one that started it all and simultaneously changed the horror game forever. Absolutely. And that's it. That's it for the Scream endings ranked. Now we're going to have to rank the Scream killers and we're going to have to rank the Scream deaths and we're going to have to rank the Scream (laughs) motives and we're going to have to rank everything Scream. I want to see if we still end up with the same number one. Maybe we will. Who knows? I know that if we do it, we'll figure it out. But is there anything else you want to say about the Scream endings before we wrap it up? Don't get famous. Don't Don't, get famous for the wrong reasons. Don't go looking for fame, apparently. For the wrong reasons. If you do it for the right reasons, you can be like Christina Ricci and have a Hollywood star that you can pay for. That's true. But no, nothing else to say. For $75,000. If it were me, I would say invest in the rental property. But hey, what do I know? True. Facts. Very true. I want to be, give a big thank you, big shout out to all of the patrons who give us their hard-earned money to listen to us talk about movies, rank movies, talk about weird stuff, talk about our cats, talk about uh, the kids, talk about our eye problems, talk about getting old in general, your ghost house. But you know what? I'm saying all this yeah. and the regular casual listeners have no idea what I'm talking about because they are not patron members. They're not getting behind the scenes access to hear all the stuff that we talk about that's not on the episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if I were them, I'd go join right now. They'll get hours of bonus content, commentary episodes every month. You get access to the merch before everybody else. You get early access to every episode. Boom. And you could join these fine folks that I'm getting ready to read all their names. Your name could be on here if you were a Kruby member of patrons. So thank you to Colette S, Matt B, Zach F, Rosalind, Vicky D, Brian Hathaway from the Don't Go Out There podcast, Kimberly D, Felicia Connor from Two Chicks and a Horror Flick, Caitlin, Ashley V, Mark and Brooke from podcast on Elm Street, and my lovely mother, Nana, Stevie Nicks. And that, my friends, concludes the Scream franchise endings ranking. I'm tired, dude. That wore me out. Me too. Well, in that case, we're out of here. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Yeah.